It's crazy how something as sweet looking as a doll could spark a string of horror movies and stories. Two roommates found out quickly that they had made a terrible mistake when they invited what they thought was a spirit of a little girl into a doll. Annabelle moved in easier than she could have imagined, and now that she was invited in, she has decided that she doesn't want to leave the doll. But what is the truth about Annabelle? Is it a story made up for publicity? Or could she actually be a demon living among us? Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and welcome back. It's great to see everybody again. I don't really have any updates in my life. Um, I did want to let you guys know, ever since I recorded that episode about the man, I think I have something bothering me again. It's not a shocker. That thing, whatever it was that is still following me, is definitely a very strong evil thing. And I knew as soon as I talked about it out loud and I shared it that things were going to get weird around my house. Um, My lights have been turning on by themselves again. I heard like this weird, not really scratching or banging in my bathroom the other night, but just like a weird noise. Things are getting knocked off shelves. I mean, as you guys heard in my episode about it in twice in one of my episodes something fell that should not have been able to fall and yeah it's just been really weird so we're gonna cleanse my house we're gonna make this a positive space and of course i'm gonna talk about another evil spirit because why not i mean we're already here right anyways if you couldn't tell by the title today we are talking about annabelle now you guys i have always loved the story of annabelle not the movies, the actual story of the real Annabelle doll. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's always kind of been on my bucket list to go and see her. And I got really sad when I did the research on this to find out that I can't see her. And I guess it's kind of my fault. I mean, I had plenty of chances to be able to go see her when it, you know, the museum was open and I just didn't. And I never wanted to go alone, and I never had the money, or my group of friends couldn't come at the time, and it is my fault, but I am really sad that I'm never going to actually be able to see her in the museum, and I had always wanted to go see that museum, and I loved the stories about Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it really did make me sad to find out that the museum is closed, um, and online it is listed as permanently closed, so it doesn't look like they're going to reopen it, which sucks. But anyways, like I said, we already have a bad negative thing in my house, and we're just going to talk about another negative thing, another scary, powerful spirit, because why not? Annabelle, her story, I could have sworn, honestly, that there was a lot more to her, but there really wasn't. The appearance of Annabelle, if you don't know what the actual Annabelle looks like, 
is that of a handmade doll. She is not a porcelain doll like the movies portray her as. She is literally the cutest little red-headed Raggedy Ann doll. These dolls were sold in the mid-20th century. Everything about them is very handmade looking. She has red hair and a blue dress with a really cute smile stitched onto her face. This doll is not scary looking, and that might be one of the reasons why it is such a scary thing to be in this doll, because looks can be deceiving and it looks like the cutest, sweetest doll. Now, Annabelle only had two owners. Some of this is probably me getting facts mixed up because my little brother used to tell me a horror story about a doll that went through so many owners and it pulled you through the windows and I think my brain before I did, you know, full research on this was getting those facts mixed up. But Annabelle had two owners total. I guess now it would be considered three. But her first owner was in 1970. Annabelle was actually a gift. This was before Annabelle was ever a thing. This was just an empty, cute-looking Raggedy Ann doll that a woman named Donna received from her mother. She loved this gift, and she took this cute doll back to her home, which was an apartment, and showed it to her roommate, whose name was Angie. At first, this doll would live on the sofa and be a piece to just show off this cute, pretty piece that everybody loved, and it was really a centerpiece in the apartment. Everything was really normal for the first little bit of having this cute Raggedy Ann doll. That was until they realized it kind of looked like she was moving around. At first, they probably blamed each other. You know, Donna probably moved it or Angie probably put it in her room or moved it off the couch because she had company. But as they started to talk back and forth, they realized that neither of them moved the doll and they liked having the doll on the couch as that centerpiece in their home. It got to a point where they would start to wake up the next morning and instead of being in the middle of the couch like she always was, she would be in a whole different room. Now, it wasn't always in a whole different room. Sometimes they would wake up and she would be on the kitchen counter or she would be sitting somewhere different on the couch or across the room. Donna would talk about how she put Annabelle on her spot on the couch and she would head out for work for the day. But when she came home, Annabelle was in the middle of her bedroom with the door shut behind her. I think that is an interesting thing to note that was said in all of my sources. The door was always shut behind her. I'm not sure if this was an abnormal thing for Donna to shut the doors. And if it was, I can definitely see how that would be weird that Annabelle just moved if Donna didn't shut the doors in the first place. But if Donna did shut her door, I can see how maybe she would have picked Annabelle up and closed the door. Like I said, that's an interesting note to put in there, and I couldn't find out why they decided to specifically note that the door was always closed, but it was. For a while, Donna and Angie just thought they were crazy. They must have moved Annabelle, or the other person must have moved her, and they must have forgot. That was until they started to find notes in their home. These notes would usually say something like, help me, on them. But here's the really creepy thing about these notes. They were written on parchment paper. Donna and Angie did not keep parchment paper in their home. 
And it wasn't like they found a roll of parchment paper and that's where it must have came from. No, they literally did not have any parchment paper in their home. And these notes were still showing up. Donna and Angie would be pretty freaked out at this point and I do not blame them because this beautiful doll was moving around the apartment and now they're getting weird handwritten letters or notes that were not coming from the other person. Both women decided to do a handwriting test to make sure the other was not playing a prank on them and neither one of their handwriting matched the handwriting that was on the papers the parchment papers that said help me or things like that so they knew that neither of them were writing the notes either so who were leaving these notes at this point donna and angie put two and two together and they knew that this had to have been the doll because she was moving around the house, weird things were starting to happen, and now they were getting notes. So somehow this doll must have been sending them notes. I also wanted to put in a story from Angie's boyfriend. At the time, her boyfriend was alone in the apartment. And Angie's boyfriend heard some noises in Donna's room. Now remember, he was home alone at this point, so Donna was not home. He thought somebody had somehow broken into her room through her window or something and was rummaging through all of her stuff. He decided he was going to enter her room and catch the person in the act. But as soon as he opened that door, he discovered the room was empty. There was nobody in it and there was no sign of forced entry either. All he saw was Annabelle laying down on the floor of Donna's room. Here is where I have a couple of conflicting stories. In some versions, what happened next was that Angie's boyfriend would find Annabelle in the room and Annabelle would actually attack him while he was in the room. In other versions, Annabelle would attack him while he was napping. Whether she attacked him when he was in Donna's room or when he was napping, Either way, he was attacked. During this attack, he would get a horrible pain across his chest. When he got away, he would discover that he had bloody claw marks across his chest. But two days later, they disappeared. By this point, the two knew something had to be up. Things were moving in the house, the doll was moving around, they were getting these notes, and now Angie's boyfriend had been attacked. So... They began to look for a medium and they found one. You have got to be so careful with this kind of thing. There are a ton of frauds out there. Before you ever hire anybody or ask anybody to come to your home, you should always do the proper research. And honestly, in my opinion, if you're paying somebody to do one of these services, you should always get a second opinion. This medium to me at least, clearly was a fraud. She would inform the roommates that there was indeed a spirit inside of Annabelle. And Annabelle was a spirit of a child. Her full name was Annabelle Higgins and her body was found in that very apartment building that they were living at a couple years before she ended up moving into the doll. The medium would also inform them that the reason Annabelle didn't move at first was because this was before she moved into the doll, which meant she was just a normal doll at first. She did not come to these two 
with a spirit in her. A spirit moved into her when she lived at the apartment. The medium would also inform the girl that this little girl that had moved into the doll must have had some sort of resentment towards men. Whether that was just a general dislike, or maybe a man hurt her and that was why she died so early. Either way, she did not like men and that was why she attacked the boyfriend because he had walked into the room or was napping in her space and made her feel scared and uncomfortable and she lashed out. She reassured the roommates that Annabelle was a loving child and she meant them no harm. She just wanted a place to stay. Immediately, these women felt guilty. They felt bad for blaming Annabelle and thinking Annabelle was this terrible, awful, bad spirit. And they decided to apologize to her. At this point, these two women gave her permission to live inside the doll for as long as she wanted. I am unsure if Annabelle wrote them a note asking if she could stay in this doll. If this was a choice the roommates came to together, or if the medium told them it was their best option. Either way, these women agreed to let this spirit that they believed was a child live in their doll for as long as she wanted to live. For as long as she wanted to. And this was a massive mistake. From this point on, Annabelle began getting more and more scary. She would continue to leave notes, but they would begin to get more and more hostile. She would move around even more than before. Room after room, there was times where Donna or Angie walked out of the room that Annabelle was in, and when they came back, she had moved spots. One of the roommates claimed that they saw Annabelle's arms levitating at one point and her levitating in general, she began to get scary and did not feel like a spirit of a child. Then she started to attack more and more people. I'm unsure of who she attacked and I'm also unsure if she ever attacked Donna or Angie, but I do know that she started to attack people. She became more and more dangerous at this point, they came to the conclusion that this medium that came and talked to them had to have been wrong, and that Annabelle was really good at masking what she actually was, or this medium in general was a hoax. They decided they wanted Annabelle to leave, but they were too afraid to just basically throw her out. So they contacted a priest. The priest would come and inform them that he was not able to do anything about Annabelle. Her spirit was too strong. This force inside of her was too strong. And that they would have to get somebody else. He knew of somebody though, his boss, who knew two people involved in the supernatural. This priest would leave and inform his boss of the situation these women were going through and what was happening with this Annabelle doll. And his boss would in turn contact Ed and Lorraine Warren. This is when Ed and Lorraine Warren would become involved. Now let's talk about them quickly. I don't want to get too far into Ed and Lorraine Warren because I would love to just do an episode on them. 
But I do want to give you some backstory. Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators. They were very good at catching the paranormal things, at taking them and keeping them in a safe space. Lorraine claimed that she could see a lot of these spirits, whereas Ed was just very good at basically capturing them. Ed was born September 7th, 1926, and he would later die August 23rd, 2006. And Lorraine was born January 31st, 1927, and would die April 18th, 2019. Ed and Lorraine Warren were immediately concerned about the story revolving around Annabelle, because both of the Warrens believed that spirits do not possess any sort of objects. Spirits do not want to possess toys or jewelry or cups or anything like that if they decide to possess, which they have to be strong in order to possess. They will always possess people. This is because spirits are people. They know what people look like. They know how to act like a person, whereas something different does not know the difference between a person and a doll. To them, they are very similar and they look very similar. Also, the idea of a seven-year-old possessing a toy was concerning. Most of the time, children's spirits do not stay. So the fact that the spirit was supposedly a child did not make a lot of sense because children don't really have a reason to stay. They move on really, really easily. And children don't really possess things. They went right over there and they met these women. These women would tell Ed and Lorraine Warren about all of the incidents that had happened, about what this other medium had said, what they thought Annabelle was, and just everything and about how they were just done with it. They wanted Annabelle to leave. Right off the bat, they believed that they were definitely seeing signs of demonic possession. These things included teleportation, which is when a doll moves on its own. I wanted to put that in there specifically because I did see that. When I hear teleportation, I imagine something poofing from one room to another, but really in their minds, teleportation is just the doll moving on its own. It had the mark of the beast, which was those scratches that they had talked about being inflicted on that boyfriend. Materialization, which was notes that she would leave for the roommates. These are all things that checked off the box of demonic possession, not a haunting. They decided they were going to try to participate in an exorcism and hopefully just get rid of Annabelle and send her back where she came from. But it didn't work the way they thought it would. It might have weakened her or she might have just let them think they won because Annabelle did not go anywhere. She was still basically as strong as before. This exorcism didn't work. It got rid of a lot of stuff in the house. It got rid of a lot of spirits and other bad things, but not Annabelle. Within the next few minutes of owning this doll, right off the bat, they could tell that Annabelle was still very much in this doll. 
They decided to buckle her into the backseat of the car and take her on a drive to her new home. This would be when the brakes would start to stall over and over and over again and even begin to fail. These two, when they pulled away from this apartment, already had a feeling to stay away from the main roads. But even though they were not on main roads, having your brakes stalling and failing is still very, very scary. And they still avoided multiple different crashes. Ed immediately knew that Annabelle was responsible. And he would pull a bottle of holy water out of one of his bags that he had on handy. He would turn around and soak Annabelle in it in hopes to make the spirit or demonic force dormant at least until they got her home. This did seem to work and the rest of the ride home was peaceful. Once they arrived at their home, they walked to their basement, which would later become this museum that people would come to see these haunted objects and they would place Annabelle in her new home, a glass case which would have different protective carvings in the wood that held the case together. And this would be Annabelle's home for hopefully the rest of her time on Earth. But it doesn't sound like she stayed there. But we're going to get into the rest of the story about Annabelle next week. podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.